This is Team Business Podcast. Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs why, how, and the road to now. With hosts Mike Fusco and Ray Ramirez. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Ray. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining Ray and I on TB32, Team Business, episode number 32. Wow. I know, huh? We're moving along here. We are delighted to be joined by Emily Williams today. Hi, Emily. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining. We appreciate it. If you see our title here today, which should be intriguing to many of you, uh, Emily Williams is obsessed with getting you rich. So if you're ready to get rich, you have to listen today. Definitely top priority for everyone. Right, Emily? Love it. Yeah, money's my favorite topic. My dad claims it was the first word I ever spoke. So that tells you anything. <laughs> well, you're in the right spot now, aren't you? So Emily, if you see my, if you see the screen here, she is a, she calls herself a money mindset expert and a success coach. So Emily, before we get started, thanks for joining us today on Team Business. Tell us a little bit about what that means. I think that's intriguing for a lot of people watching. Yeah. So when I started my business about eight years ago, I had no idea that mindset was such a huge component of creating success. So essentially what I help people do is uncover what's stopping them from creating wealth. And all of us grew up with different belief systems about money or ways of thinking about money that were passed down from our parents or grandparents. So I help people uncover all of their thoughts around money and help them identify what are the harmful thoughts as well as what are you know the positive, strong thoughts that are going to help them reach their goals. And obviously most of us have some sort of negative thinking around money. And so we transform that so that they can create more success. And most people don't understand that this is actually more important than strategy, because you're not going to raise your prices, you're not going to sell, you're not going to put yourself out there if you don't believe you're worthy of money, or you believe it's too difficult to make money. So this is really the first step that you have to take. And it's one of the things that made a huge difference on my entrepreneurial journey. Awesome. So can you let's rewind the clock a little bit here, Emily, if you don't mind. So, I mean, uh, at what point did you start gearing towards this direction in your life? When did you discover that this is what you were, you know, intended to do and wanted to do? Yeah. Um, back in 2008, I was actually set to get a master's in counseling psychology degree. So I was on my way traveling from Ohio in the United States to Chicago to go to Northwestern. I had accepted a spot there and, you know, was moving there to, or going there to find an apartment in the city. And I got this feeling in the pit of my stomach, like that was not the right decision for me. My mom was driving the car and I told her I didn't think that this was the right next step, essentially. And so we turned the car around and went, I went back to Ohio. And in that moment, I entered a full-blown quarter-life crisis where I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And that was never me. Like I was always somebody who had it all planned out, but I just knew that wasn't the right next step for me. So I started to just do odd jobs. I worked at Starbucks for a while. I worked at a hospital and I was just trying to find out what I wanted to do, but it just wasn't clear. 
um, about a year later, I had this other instinct that I was meant to move to London, England, which is really random. Hmm. No one in my family yeah. has ever left Ohio. <laughs> so that one kind of came out of left field, but I decided to follow it. And I moved to England, didn't know anyone, and really just started on my own personal development journey to figure out what I loved and what I was good at. And ultimately in 2013, I discovered the world of online coaching when I found Marie Forleo's website. Many, I'm sure many of your community knows um, who Marie is, but she's somebody who is a business coach. She has a program called B-School and I was just blown away by what she'd created. And it was one of those cheesy aha moments where I felt like I finally had clarity and this was something that I thought I could do. And because I had been in my own per personal quarter life crisis for a while, I realized, you know, I've learned a lot over the last five years. I want to help other women fall in love with themselves and their lives and figure out what lights them up. Awesome. And it, is that where kind of I heart my life came developed? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I just came up with this concept of I heart my life because I figured I did not love my life for a good five years. And I was so lost and confused. And I knew that other people felt the same way. I think, you know, now many of us feel like there's so many choices out there. And of course, we're blessed with many opportunities, but it can be really confusing, especially when you feel like you want to do something big, you want to have an impact. So I started off doing more life coaching. And ultimately, as my business progressed and grew and I made more money and put myself out there in a bigger way, people kept asking me, how did you do this? And so then it morphed more into business coaching. And I've always had a level of money mindset work woven into that because that was such a game changer for me in the beginning. Um, because I, you know, I started off with nothing, with, with less than nothing. I was $30,000 in credit card debt and $90,000 in student loan debt when I started my business. My husband had to lend me his credit card so that I could join uh, the first program that helped me get, get my business off the ground. So, you know, I didn't know how to make money. I didn't know how to sell. Um, but when I figured that out for myself and learned, you know, a lot, a lot about, you know, the things we're going to talk about today, that was a game changer. And I knew I needed to teach other people the same thing. That's awesome. Wow. So I'm always interested to hear, I know you have a focus on female entrepreneurship. How do you know, like, first of all, how do those, how do they find you in terms and to help them elevate? And does it come, does it start with, they have an idea? It's like a dream or does it start with, they've already had, like they have something that's substantial and that you help them get to the next level. How does it, how does that happen? Well, over the past eight years, I've worked with a wide range of entrepreneurs. So obviously in the very beginning, when I was just starting out, I wasn't helping people at the multi-million dollar level because I wasn't there yet. Right, so I yeah. always say, you know, you have to be at least a step or two ahead of your ideal client to be able to support them. So I started off with more of the new entrepreneur, but as my company grew, then it morphed into working with people who were further along. And so now we have clients in the multi-millions who are doing massive things and want to just get um, even stronger at what they're doing. And it's actually changed from the strategic work more towards the mindset work and making sure they're in alignment. And then my husband, James, comes in and supports them with all the high performance components. Because we all know like there's a lot of hustle involved in building a business. And I know for myself, um, you know, not to go down the high performance route, but that's the work that my husband does. And that's one of the things that helped me actually create a sustainable business. And at some point you have to stop working 80 to hundred hours a week, which is what I was doing and focus on something different. 
So now we really help people with sustainable success. And so it's not just about putting in long hours. It's about how do we create this so that it lasts for the long yep. term. That's brilliant. Yeah. And James, when you know, he, he he hit on that big time when we spoke to him. And it, that resonates strongly with Ray and I. Because, you know, you're pulled in so many directions. And yeah, when you're younger and you're starting out, you have tons of energy. You may wow. not have as many distractions. But... You know, you really have to learn how to, you know, use your energy to the max efficiency and max productivity. I think that's what you're referencing James does for his clients. Exactly. Yeah. And for me, I feel like I was really one of his first clients because I would work all hours because I loved what I was doing. It didn't feel like work. Um, right. But at some point when you're lacking in energy or you feel resentment towards your business or even as you're building a team, like that requires something completely different. And so having him as my support system and within my company and coaching, he coaches our team now, like that's been a game changer for both of us. So when you identify a potential client, uh, and I, I guess without getting too much into the weeds, um, what, typically what's like, what are you looking for as far as, I mean, once you start breaking down, trying to break down and get a better understanding of what their needs are, I mean, what's your, I guess, 30,000 foot process of that? What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, it's really customized for everyone. Um, but what I start with is your desires. So yeah. I think a lot of people, they have these big dreams, and yet they're um, it, it denying them, or maybe they don't feel worthy of them. And this is men or women, you know, I speak to people all the time. And they're like, you know, I'd really love to do this. But I don't know how or I don't have the team or I don't have the funding. And there's all these excuses. So so we need to actually figure out what is it that you want for your business and also for your life. And I think a lot of people have these big dreams, but like they're so far off in the future. And that's, it's easy to have big dreams that are 10 years away or 20 years away because you're not actually taking action towards them. So we need to figure out what is the big picture goal for you and for your, your business. And then how do we break that down and what does it look like for today? And what are the action steps that we take to get there? Um, but even more importantly, like I said, it's really around the mindset piece. So what is your current belief about creating that level of wealth? A lot of people think that as they make more money, they're going to be more stressed. They're going to work harder. It's going to be too challenging. And if those are your belief systems, then you're going to self-sabotage. You're not actually going to take the action to get you there because subconsciously you don't want to be there because it's too hmm. scary or it doesn't feel good. So we have to identify what's stopping you from actually reaching the next level before we can start implementing all the strategy. Wow. That's great. So like how, typically speaking, how long of a process is it? Does it depend on the person or does it? situation. Yeah, it depends on the person. I mean, with my high level clients, I love working with them for a year. Um, so James and I actually work with a lot of clients together because we mm -hmm. get the best of both worlds. I do the business strategy and the marketing and the mindset pieces. And then James does the high performance and the leadership mm. and all those components. Um, so that's one way that we work with people. I am very like fast in the way that I like to move though. So we often do VIP days where people come in for a day and we just, you know, really strip it down to what it is that's stopping them so that they can get into momentum. And then we also have a really high level mastermind where we love working with clients. Um, we, have, we have eight clients in there and that's for a whole year. And that includes retreats and lots of luxury experiences. Um, so our work has become more intimate. And then my whole other brand, I have a lot of courses and, and that's more for 
not the everyday woman, but you don't have to be a business owner to be a part of that company. That's what I Heart My Life is morphed into. Okay. So we we have a lot going on, (laughs) but it really just depends on the person because it's very customized within the coaching and consulting space. Perfect. So, uh, so I Heart My Life, that is your podcast, correct? Or yeah, so that company has turned into more of like a lifestyle uh, brand, and that's where we have the podcast, and we focus on every area of success, not just business and money. So we look at you know your life holistically, and so I have a, a podcast. We're up to about 250 episodes now. It's been oh. going for the past few years. Yeah, so that's one of my favorite things in the world to do. And then I have the I Heart My Life book. So I was published um, with Hay House a few years ago. So that company you know, that's kind of a whole, whole nother story. I'm sure that you guys can relate, you know, at some point you have to decide what direction you're going to take your company. So actually this year I had a big aha moment around the direction I was taking. I heart my life. And that brand had become very pigeonholed. It was working. I was working with a lot of coaches and helping them build their businesses, which I loved, but that was never the intention for the brand. So I actually took the coaching side of things and that's become Emily Williams coaching. And then I heart my life is separate. And so we're going to do a lot of amazing things with that company. Um, and you know, I can talk about them in the future if you'd like, but you know, it, it, it's been a really interesting year and I'm so grateful that I did all the money mindset work because when you're changing and pivoting, it can be kind of scary and you question whether you're doing the right thing and is this going to work? And if I hadn't done the foundational mindset work all those years ago, I feel like I don't know where I'd be today. So that's why I'm so passionate about this. Yeah, I think you speak for many entrepreneurs that they're, you know, there's a constant thinking and how to improve, but where really, really are you at the right place? You know, is your business where you want it to be? Has it gone the direction of the path that you thought it would? I mean, a lot of times it probably doesn't, right? I mean, a lot of times it kind of probably takes its own path, but would you kind of recalibrate people in that situation or do you let, yeah. let it go to where it's, you know, naturally going to go? Well, I think that's really interesting. And that's why I'm really grateful for all the challenges I've had in the past few years, because I feel like I have a deeper understanding. And I know for me, I had this feeling that I heard my life in particular was going to morph into what I wanted it to be, or eventually it would get there. But I actually woke up on New Year's Day this year and I couldn't breathe. And I realized this is because I'm building the wrong business and I'm about to release this membership that I'm not actually aligned with. And so for me personally, and I don't know if this is how everyone feels. I'm sure there are some people who can run a business that they're not aligned with, but I can't. And I ultimately realized I have to move this in the direction I want it to go in. It's not going to naturally happen. If it does, it's going to take a lot longer. So I needed to be brave enough to say, hey, this isn't right. And sit with the uncomfortable feelings of, okay, well, I've spent eight years building this. How do we change it? What does this mean? And make some important decisions. And that was my process. And so when my clients come to me, like I said, like, my most important sort of question for them is what do you want? What do you want for you? What do you want for your company? Because I believe you can make anything happen. But if you're building the wrong business or you're headed down the wrong path and it doesn't feel good, then I think it's really important to recalibrate um, and figure out what steps you want to take in order to get it headed in the right direction or turn something off to to be able to turn something else on. Um, We always have choice. And I feel like so often we think we're stuck, but we don't have to be. That's great. That's great. 
Have you guys ever been there? I mean, I don't oh, know. Yeah. It's fun I'm, about your you're yet. talking. <laughs> like as you're Preaching talking, I'm saying, oh man, this is like my daily yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, no, no. In in as you grow in your career and whatnot, it's like uh, time shrinks and uh, scalability is is the name of the game, right? So there's only so many so many years you can work eighty hours a week. Yeah, before you burn yourself out, so you have to have right. a, definitely a, a, a concise plan to uh, to help you walk you through that process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I ultimately realized, you know, I'm running a company called I Heart My Life. I deserve to love my life. And if that's not happening at the moment, what can I do to shift things? So it's been an amazing year. And I, you know, have such big plans for both my companies, but it does take a lot of, you know, gumption and bravery and trust in what you know you're meant for and trust in the process. And obviously it's really helpful to have support or to have people who are in your corner who have, who have been there and done it. Yeah. I mean, being an entrepreneur is, uh, for, it starts with, I mean, you said mindset, but, uh, you get in that game and you have to be brave, courageous to get, you get involved in that in the first place. Cause there's a lot of risk involved in it. Right. Oh, totally. Yeah. No doubt about it. So Emily, tell us a little bit, like, where do your, are your clients all over the world or are they mostly in the States or do you travel a lot or have you, has COVID impacted that? Obviously it did last year, but going yeah, into this year. Yeah, our clients are, yeah, we're all over the world. I mean, I lived in the UK for 10 years and we actually just moved back to the United States a few years ago. So we have a lot of clients in Europe and England and really all over. And COVID, I wouldn't say that it impacted anything. Yes, we normally do in-person retreats, which we're bringing back for next year. Um, but it didn't really impact anything negatively. If anything, by doing virtual retreats for our clients, we got to bring in extra guest experts, you know, people who wouldn't necessarily normally travel. And so they got even more support and got to meet some amazing people. Um, and honestly, I'm more of an introvert. And so it was actually really nice to be at home. And my husband's the complete opposite. But, you know, we... It, it was nice. And so I honestly can't complain. I know that there's a lot of people who have had very challenging situations, but for us, it's been another reminder that I'm so grateful. I followed my heart all those years ago and didn't do what was considered like the normal thing and that I chose to you know, move forward with this vision. How did you help your clients overcome some of the challenges from COVID? Well, most of them were online businesses. I would okay. say the biggest, yeah, the biggest challenge for a lot of people, especially women, was dealing with childcare. And mm. so that really brought in a whole other component to our company, like dealing with time management and how do we navigate, you know, no longer having the time on our calendar to run the business in the same way. Same with our team. We have a lot of women on our team. And so that was a whole nother topic of conversation. But I think from a money mindset perspective, a lot of people also felt nervous about selling because they were like, you know, the world is in such a state of turmoil. How can I sell my products? How can I ask someone to buy something when they might be going through a challenging time? And I think that happens often, especially when you're not kind of used to selling and then you start a business and all of a sudden you have to figure out how to sell, how to raise your prices. What do you charge? How do you communicate this with clients? Yep. And so that was a big thing that we worked through is just removing all of the guilt and insecurity around selling during COVID. Interesting. Very interesting. You don't think of that kind of, you know? Yeah. And then of course, childcare, you know, so many people had challenges with childcare. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, um, yeah. well, I had a question. So, yeah, you're multifaceted in 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 your in your uh, in your profession, but you decided to focus on you know working with women. I mean, why why did you um, go that direction? Well, the I Heart My Life brand is very pink, so that lends itself well to women. I have worked with men, and we've had men at our events, so it's not exclusive. But I'm just really passionate about supporting women and making more money. I feel like, um, obviously, things have been changing for many years, but we have a really great opportunity to make huge impact in the world. And I think the way that women do business is really interesting, at least for myself. You know, I have that combination of... Um, following my heart, following my gut instincts, and really having like a level of emotion in the company, which of course, sometimes that's not a plus. But there are these two components of the masculine and the feminine, which I find really interesting. And honestly, I'm just really passionate about women doing big things with their lives, because I feel like when that happens, all of us benefit, all of us benefit. And from a mindset perspective, I think for so many generations, we were told to deny our desires and to not move forward with our dreams because we needed to put other people first and we needed to, you know, have kids and raise the family and all of that. And so I'm just really passionate about women owning what it is that they know they're meant for um, and no longer suppressing what that dream is or what that goal is. Uh, because yeah, I just feel really passionate about when when we do big things, the world is going to change even in an even you know greater way. Yeah, no doubt, I agree wholeheartedly. Well, one <laughs> already does too. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I wanted to ask. So, for our audience out there, I mean, we, I mean, Mike and I, we, we, we talked to many people, and I mean, there's a quite a bit of brokers, you know, life coaches out in the market. For our audience, why should they work with you? Great question. I mean, a lot of people come to me because they know that they're capable of so much more and it's just not happening, especially when it comes to money. And so I love working with people to figure out what's holding them back, what is creating kind of that glass ceiling, so to speak, when it comes to financials. And so if you're feeling like you know you're meant for something more and that there is more wealth you can create, or you want to raise your prices and you're finding yourself holding your holding back, or you're not selling in a way that you know that you need to in order to get the results. That's one of the main, those are some of the main reasons people come and work with me because you've tried the strategies, but something isn't happening. And so you start to identify that there's something going on beneath the surface that's not allowing you to take the action or not creating the results that you want. So that's definitely one of the reasons. And then for people who want to just have that accountability and have that support system, um, I know for me, network has really created such a huge, um, What's the word? Just huge results in my life. You know, your network is your net worth. And so for me, having that support system, having coaches, having mentors be that guidance system, but also shed light on the things that I could be doing better that I might be too close to, to be able to see. Um, and then finally, you know, when you work with myself and my husband, you get kind of the best of all worlds. So we love creating holistic success. We don't want anyone to be like, oh, I love my business, but I hate my life. Like that's not the ultimate goal. We get one shot at this thing. And so I'm a firm believer in creating happiness, success, joy, fulfillment, wealth in all areas of our lives. So those are three main reasons. That's great. Tell us about your podcast and your book. How do we listen? And how do we yes. read? Yeah. So the book is called I Heart My Life. You can find it on Amazon. It's basically my story, how I went from 
well, I didn't even share this part yet. So essentially when I built my business, I went from $442 all the way up to seven figures in my first 18 months. So it's about fast growth when it comes to wealth and all the things that I put in place, as well as the key mindset shifts that I made um, in my business and in my life in order to create those results. And then the I Heart My Life show is really a podcast for all driven women who want to create a life that's better than their dreams. And you can go to iheartmylife.com slash podcast to listen to that. And there's a reason why our tagline is create a life better than your dreams. We have seen in our own life and with our clients that our mind really only takes us so far. We can only conceptualize a certain amount of success, but we're all capable of so much more. And so our goal is for our clients to say that they don't even recognize their lives because they're so happy or they're so wealthy or they're so successful or they have the best clients or the best relationship. And I believe that that's possible for all of us. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Finish up with me or? Uh, no, I have, I have no nothing else. Okay. Emily, uh, how so people, you know, watching our show or otherwise they hear you on the podcast or you read your book, how do they get, what's the best way to get in touch with you to speak about yeah, your so services and, and connecting? Thank you for asking. So for coaching and consulting, go to emilywilliams.com and you'll see all the information there about private coaching, VIP days, our mastermind. You can also jump on the newsletter. I send out money tips every single week. Um, we're launching some really cool things around money and wealth starting in 2022. So you'll be the first to hear more about that. And then if you're not a business owner and you want to create a life that you love in a holistic way, you can go to iheartmylife.com. That's awesome. great. Thank you for that. So you guys heard coaching and consulting, emilywilliams.com. Uh, if you're not a business owner and you're just looking for other ideas or ways to improve your life, iheartmylife.com. Uh, that's also the podcast that Emily spoke about. You can find her book on Amazon. And Emily, just one more question I have for you. Just I'm, I'm interested to know, who are your, what type of guests do you have on the podcast? Like who do so, you, who do you speak yeah. to? Yeah. We have inspirational leaders, like thought leaders, impact makers, speakers, teachers. We basically focus on six areas of holistic success. So that's mindset, business career, finances, health and wellness, spirituality. And we have anyone on who basically is an expert in those areas. Because like I said, we're about the whole package. So yeah, if that's you, we also have a place on the website for you to apply to be a guest. I'd love to have you. So we're going to be re-launching um, the podcast in 2022, going full speed ahead. So if anyone is in those categories, please get in touch. Awesome. Perfect. Anything else you'd want to leave us with before we end our Well, interview? I have one question for you guys. So sure. this is you know, about money mindset. I'm curious to know what mindset blocks or limiting beliefs did you have to move through in order to make money in your business? Wow. That's a great question. Um, Ray, do you want to start? You want me to? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me personally, it's uh, it takes courage to take that first step and put yourself out there. And uh, you have to be your, for me, speaking personally, it's like you have to be your your, your best cheerleader. Um, you can't let uh, perception or what you think of other people's perception stop you. Or for that matter, um, slow you down as far as any other limitations. Uh, you have to basically rise to the challenge and figure out a way. Yeah. And for, for me, uh, I speak about this actually pretty often in groups that are in my industry. Our normal industry is financial services. But, you know, 
not feeling bad or not feeling, not being afraid to charge for your services, to charge what your worth mm -hmm. is, to let your client know how much they're paying for your professional services, for your advice, for your recommendations, to have you on their side, <clears throat> whatever it may be. There's too many people in our industry that feel that they can't put that out there, you know, that they might lose business because they're telling their client right in their face, hey, this is how much, I'm, it's kind of what you said before about selling during the pandemic. You know, you can't feel bad about selling your value and and uh, earning what you deserve, you, you, your worth, right? And if people don't want to pay for it, then they have other options. Yeah. But if they do, then you, you're going to deliver, you know? And that, for me, that's one of the mindsets that I had to get over early on in my career. I love that. Yeah, I even had a client recently, she shared with me that a few years ago, she had basically had a conversation with a potential client. And that woman said, Oh, this price is way too low. Let me know when you raise it, and then I'll sign up. And like, I'm not making this up. And so literally, yeah. this woman has now paid her $30,000 just for a day. She's she does coaching. And like back in the day, I don't know what it was like 5k or something. And she was she said, you know, this, I, I don't see the value in this, like the price is way too low, like for what it is that you're saying that you're going to offer me. And so she literally didn't come back around until she had like six timed her prices. And I love that story. And all the stories we hear in our community, yeah. because it's so true, you know, how often do you pass over something that's really cheap, because it doesn't even look like it has the value. Like that does matter to people. But yet so often we think about it in the opposite way. We think we don't want to charge too much because no one's going to buy it. Exactly. And the same goes, I have this whole feel on feeling on free services and tools. You know, we have value adds that we give people mm -hmm. across all industries. People don't tend to use them as much or as worthwhile if they were not paying for it. Yeah. It has no value to them. It doesn't have value to them. Even it might be the best tool in the world. And but if you give it away for free, you know, to them, it might be you might have diminished what the true value of that tool is. And I've been thinking about this. This is something else I've been that's run through my mind for years. About, you know, when people spend money on something, to me, they're more likely to use it and to hold it in high regard. Uh, and that's the same for services. I mean, like you said, for your client who's a coach. But in any industry, uh, whether you're in financial services, whether you're a coach, whether you're in legal services, whether you're an accountant, you know, you have to you have to charge what you're worth. And uh, people don't want to pay for it, then you move on to the a person that's going to be a better client to you anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, most people don't actually want thousands of clients anyway. So, yeah. you know, your pricing and your marketing is designed to weed out the people who aren't the right fit. So you might as well focus on those people who are. Yep. I love that. Yeah. You have to change your, your, your That's bias. perfect. Yeah. Because why would you want people that aren't going to pay you your true worth? Exactly. They're just going to yeah. weigh you down and take you away from servicing the people that you really want to work with, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the cool concepts that we talk about a lot with our clients is that money is actually your coach. So for example, if someone's looking to work with us, oftentimes it's a high investment. Well, it always is high investment, but it's so interesting because the process they go on through, you know, moving past fear, learning to trust themselves, believing in themselves in order just to put down the money to do it, like that in itself is so transformational. So I always ask people, you know, if you're having a block right now around signing up or working with somebody or 
even, you know, buying a car, buying a new car, like what is it actually about? Because it's not about the money. Is it that you don't trust yourself to do the work? Is it that there's a fear because of a past experience? Do you believe that you're not worthy of the new thing? Because there's always something else going on beneath the surface. And I believe that we're all capable of making money. And that, you know, if you have a desire for something, that means the money is also there. You just have to find a way to get creative with it, um, to, to bring it in and to pay for the thing. And that in itself is transformational. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's true, though. I love that. Very true. You know. Man, Emily asked a great question. Yeah. <laughs> she got I love to know all the juicy details about your own story. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> See, that's your podcast side right there. You know how to draw it out. Yep. Open up more conversation. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, well, uh, do you have any other questions for Emily today? I think we're we're good at this point here. We've told our audience how to get in contact with you and uh been a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you asking me and for letting me speak to your amazing audience. Yeah, thank you, Emily. Thanks for joining. You were an excellent guest and we had a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Take care. Take care. Bye.